We're going to get away from the Gospel of Mark today. We're going to look over at at the Gospel of Matthew. So if you'd open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. Just a few verses for us to to consider here. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, down to verse 27. I'm going to read those. We'll have a word of prayer. Share a few thoughts with you. This is Jesus speaking. He's been saying a lot of amazing things. This is the end of the what is called the Sermon on the Mount. He's been covering a lot of topics, a lot of themes. But now he encourages the listeners. And he says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Now everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. So let's have a word of prayer. Lord, we don't want our houses to fall and our houses are more than just what we live in. Lord, our our houses are our lives, our lives with you, our families, our faith. And so, Lord, teach us well to build our lives on you. Everything that we are, may it rest on you. Thank you, Lord. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. When Jesus here talks about building his house, he he gives us a a physical illustration, and that's really, really easy to understand. You know, when you're going to build a house, the first thing you have to do is lay a foundation because everything that, that, that goes above the foundation needs that foundation for its support. And it's really interesting. You know, you can build a beautiful house, and, but you need a really good foundation. And the foundation is not that which is seen. The foundation is below ground. The foundation, spiritually speaking, is our devotional life, our life of faith in Christ. And so we need to make sure that the foundation of our life is strong and it's stable and it's steady. And then the house, which is our life, our jobs, our families, our marriages, parent-children relationships, relationships with neighbors, what we do for work, how we serve God in the community and in the church, all of that is the house. Your hopes, your dreams, your disappointments, all of that is what Jesus would call the house. But he says our lives, and the very comprehensive thing here, need to be built on him. And it's a very, very simple message that when our lives are built on him, We have stability, and when they're not built on him, we don't have stability. I'm not saying at all, I'm not trying to suggest that that people that are not Christians are not going to be able to get through the storms of life. They get through the storms of life, but they don't have a foundation like the person that's trusting Jesus. It's a foundation that is deeper, I believe, and wider, goes deeper into our soul, and has, and this could sound arrogant and a little braggadocious on the part of those who follow Christ, but we have the greatest reason to live, don't we? Amen. For people, but most, mostly for the Lord Jesus Christ, for his glory, for his kingdom. We live here and we serve here with eternity in mind. And so having a strong foundation is incredibly important in our lives. You guys know that. That's, that's not hard to understand. Jesus here talks, and let's just look at these verses. He says in verse 24, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. In the Greek language, it doesn't translate over to English very well, and if we translated it more literally, it would be real wordy and and not uh, not easy to read. 
But literally, let me paraphrase verse 24 if I may. Therefore, whoever is hearing these sayings of mine and constantly doing them. It's called the perfect indicative in the Greek and it means not just that I heard it once and did it once, but that I'm continuing to hear the sayings of Jesus all the time and I'm continuing to do them. And so the promise here is made not for the person that got baptized once or came forward and prayed and prayed what is known as the sinner's prayer or something like that or has some kind of religious experience. The promise here is for the person that is regularly, constantly hearing the word of God, reading the word of God, hearing the words of Jesus, and involved in what he says we ought to be doing, that we're believing him and having faith in him. Certainly this is a week to have faith, isn't it? There's a lot, there's, this thing's way bigger than any of us, isn't it? Way bigger. So when he's talking here, and, and let, me, let me paraphrase again, whoever is constantly hearing these things of mine and constantly doing them, that's the wise man. Not the man who heard it once and did it a couple of times, but the man who is constantly hearing and constantly doing. That man, if you will run with the allegory here, that man is constantly building. Now, when we build a house, if we want to, to add a room, you don't just build it out onto the lawn. What, what's the first thing you have to do? Build what? A foundation. The first thing you have to do is build a foundation. Then you can add onto your house. If you think about the house as life, life is never static. You're not doing exactly the same thing today that you did a year ago today. Life has changed. If you have children, they're older. That means you're older too. Uh, things, things change. People come, people go. Health comes and goes. All of these things. So whereas building a house in some ways is static, life is not static. Life is constantly changing. So if you want to extend your house, you have to add foundation the allegory breaks down a little bit here because life has been extended for all of us this week, hasn't it? Our lives have been extended. We had room additions that we didn't ask for. You guys with me? We had emotional room additions that we didn't ask for. We had psychological and spiritual and maybe physical room additions to our house. Things came into our life this week that we weren't expecting, that we weren't asking for. Nobody asked for this kind of uh, fire and, and air quality and people being displaced and homes lost. Nobody asks for that. But those things were added to our houses this week. Those things were added to our lives. So it kind of begs the question, if those things were added to your lives, was there a foundation there ready to accommodate them? Was there a foundation there ready to receive them? And guys, in my life, there's plenty of things that happen in my life. My whole life, I'm always being surprised pleasantly, and unpleasantly, right? And it's really the unpleasant surprises that are going to reveal if my foundation has been growing in Christ. On the positive side, if my foundation has been growing in Christ, the Lord may say, I want to add something to your life. I want to give you another ministry. Or I want to use you in a different way. Or I want to extend your influence in the community. And if I, and that requires more physically, it requires more mentally, emotionally, spiritually. But if the foundation is there, then God can add good things onto my life because there's a foundation there. Because, not because I did, heard his words once and did them once, but because I'm constantly doing and constantly hearing and the foundation has been spreading out, waiting to be built upon. 
Conversely, if I'm not constantly hearing and not constantly doing, there's no foundation going out to accommodate the unpleasant things, the trials of life, the losses of life. Life is not static. Life is not, well, even the house you live in is not static. It needs painting and all these kinds of things. Houses just don't seem to get better on their own, do they? <laughs> they just kind of fall apart, you know. We get ants and we get bugs and find, find spiders in the weirdest places and spider webs and all that stuff. They don't get better on their own. But li- life, just like in that way, life is not static. It can either have a foundation that will accommodate great things or it will have a, a lack of foundation that can't handle times like we're in right now. So what did Jesus say? Verse 24. If you are constantly hearing these things of mine and constantly doing them, you're wise. Why? Verse 25. Because the rain descends, so does the ash. (laughs) And the floods come, and so do the fires. And the winds blow, and they beat on our houses. And they change our lives. And cell service goes. And street lights go out. I was driving down Trancas the other day, and it was like, it was Monday night, there was no lights, there was no street lights. It was the most eerie feeling. It's like, this, is, this isn't my home right now, and yet it was. Was there a foundation there in my life to accommodate this unpleasant surprise? Because life is not static. And so Jesus told us these things are going to come, but if, our, but if our foundation is being extended, he can build both good on it or we can accommodate that which is not good or pleasant or destructive. Verse 26, if you're hearing these sayings of mine, if you're, constant, if you're hearing these sayings of mine but not doing them, you're like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. Rain descends, floods come, the wind blows, beats on the house and, and great is its fall. So, let's just take a look at life really quick. I remember when we brought Sarah home, our daughter Sarah's here, I remember when we brought Sarah home from the hospital, Debbie and I kept looking in the back seat to make sure she, she was still breathing. <laughs> right? And then Chris comes, and then Jonathan comes, and, and then we're raising kids, and I think John had a nine or ten broken bones by age four or something, and he was just like a... He'll jump off of anything, you know, and ride anything, and, and cut eyes, and Chris tells John one time to dive into the bathtub, another cut eye, and... And Chris is jumping on the bed. Don't jump on the bed. He hits his head on the headboard and other stitches on the... Life's constantly changing if you have kids. And then they grow up to become teenagers. <laughs> and then you're kind of staying up late at night looking out the curtains to see if they come home on time and trying to pretend you're asleep when they get there. And, you know. and then they want to get married. Life is changing some more. And you, you're hoping and praying, oh Lord, let him have a good spouse and all of that. And then the grandkids come and then life's changing more. And I like that foundation. Bring them, bring them, bring them. More, more, more. We'll keep building, you know. But life's constantly changing. And then as you get older, illness, infirmity, little, you're a little more feeble, all these things. And then you face death. Life is not static. But if we are constantly hearing and constantly doing these things, guys, we will not be shaken, right? Amen? We will not be shaken. We might lose our house. Guys, if the Lord doesn't come back, I'm not trying to be negative here, it's just real. If the Lord doesn't come back in our lifetimes, you will lose your health. You'll pass into heaven 
either through natural ways or through some kind of tragedy or something like that. But our bodies are not designed to live forever. Man, if they are, then something better slow down here. <laughs> you know? Life is not static. We need to be constantly hearing and doing and extending the foundation of our lives so that the Lord can build on our lives and into our lives every good thing that he wants to do. Here's another crazy thought. I'm going to end here in a moment. What if the Lord wants to do something amazing in your life in regards to blessing a neighbor, uh, you know, getting into a, a ministry or even serving this week and, and you have a willingness there and, and all of that, but you just haven't been building the foundation. Let me tell you something. If you go serve at Napa Valley College this week, you will be challenged. They went from about 75 evacuees to 800 plus. It's controlled chaos down there. And there's all, those, there's all those personalities. Everybody's bumping into each other and all of that. If you want to serve, your faith will be challenged. Your comfort zone, throw your comfort zone out the window. But we're not called, called to live according to our comfort zone, are we? Called to live for Jesus, amen? But if you have that foundation that has been extending in that direction, you'll be able to handle it okay. Or you might go down there and just last 10 minutes and go, I can't handle this. Okay, that's all right. At least you gave it a shot and everything. But if you can't handle it, maybe go home and work on the foundation a little more. Because these things, life is going to keep going, isn't it? Life isn't going to stop. It's not static. It's going to keep going. And so the Lord wants us to be building. Let me end with Psalm 1. Blessed is the man. Wonderful promise. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But blessed is the man, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his word he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water. A couple months ago, we were having our car repaired, and I walked by a car that had been parked a long time next to the mechanics, and there was dirt in the running board, and a weed had sprouted up on the running board of the car the strangest thing. Weeds grow anywhere. But there's not going to be a constant water supply there and I doubt that weed's still alive. But if we will meditate on the word of God and let his word get into us, we will be like a tree planted next to the river. The roots go down. Constant supply of, of spiritual life into our souls. We will be like trees planted by rivers of water. We will bring forth fruit in our season. Our leaves will not wither. And whatever we do, what a promise, and whatever we do will prosper. What a tremendous promise that we have in God's word. Let me, let me pray. Thank you, Father, so much, Lord, that you have given us your son, not only as a tremendous teacher and example, but as the sacrifice for our sins, Lord. Your word says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and that the wages, the consequences of sin is death. But Lord, you also said, he that has the Son has life. And you say that we pass from spiritual death to spiritual life if we have you, if we will open our hearts to you and confess that we've sinned and ask for your forgiveness. So Lord, for anyone here today that needs to do that, bless them as they do that. For all of us, Lord, here, Strengthen our hearts, God, we pray. We need you, Lord. Thank you.